We start the Gemara today on Davdal Damit Beis, about six uh, lines from the bottom. Miklal de Tarvayus Viriluhu. The Gemara here comes back to the Machlaikis of Rabbi Yechenen and Rishlokish. What's the source of the fact that the Kain has to separate seven days before Yom Kippur? So Rabbi Yechenen said the source is from Shiva Simeon Miluim. And Rabbi Shlokish asked him, if you're learning out from there, just like by Shiva Simeon Miluim, it's Ma'akiv, it's a must. Otherwise, you can't have Yom Hashmini. It should be the same thing by Yom Kippur. It should also be Ma'akiv. Rabbi Yechenen didn't answer that question, but that's the question Rishlokish asked. That the, the Kayim, before he does the Avedah on Yom Kippur, should have to separate seven days. And he asked him that it says in our Mishnah that you separate a second Kayim, and Maskinin, and that second Kayim, it's not a must that he has to separate seven days. That was his question. So the Gemara now goes back to this point and says, Miklal, from here I see the Tarvayus Viruluhu, both Rabbi Yechenen and Rishlakish hold, Miluim, that when it comes to everything that it says, by the Shiva Simeh Miluim, Kol HaKosav Behen, everything that it says there in the Torah that should be done in those seven days, Ma'akiv Behen, was a must. The Itmar, we learned the Machlokes regarding this, Miluim, regarding, there's a lot of things that it says in the Torah, what has to be done in the Shiva Simeh Miluim. So Rabbi Yechenen and Rabbi argued about this. Chad Omar, one opinion is, everything that's written there in the Torah for the Shivas Yimei Miluim, Ma'akev Ben, is, is a must. Another opinion is, only, only those things that are written there in the Torah, that in future generations are Ma'akev, Ma'akev Ben, is also a must for the Shivas Yimei Miluim itself. Something that you find that in future generations it's not Ma'akev, it's not Ma'akev in the Shivisimeh Miluim either. So now we see here that Rabbi Yechen and Rabbi Hanina argued about this, but we don't know who said what. Says the Gemara, Testayim, we should be able to prove that Rabbi Yechen and Huda Omar, Kolakosav Ben, Ma'akev Ben. Rabbi Yechenen is the one that says that everything written by Shivisimeh Miluim is a must. What's the raya? Rab Shemi ben Lakish asks Rab Yechenen the question. If, like by Shiva Simeon, you see that everything there is ma'akev. So he asks Rab Yechenen, according to you, since you're learning by Yom Kippur that you separate seven days from Shiva Simeon, it should also be ma'akev. That's the question he asked him. And Rab Yechenen didn't answer. Didn't have any answer for this. Why didn't he answer? If you're going to say that not everything by Shiva Simeim Elum is Ma'akiv, only something which is Ma'akiv Ludaitis, why can't Rabbi Yechanan answer him that separating seven days is not a must? Even by Shiva Simeim Elum it's not a must. And therefore Ludaitis it's also not a must. By Yom Kippur. So it says the Gemara Testayim. Yeah, that conversation between Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish and Rabbi Yechanan is a raya that Rabbi Yechanan holds that everything by Shivisimei Meluim is Ma'akiv. And therefore Rabbi Lakish had this question on him. So now the Gemara will explain which details is it that are not Ma'akiv Ludaitis, that in future generations it's not a must. And therefore, according to Rabbi Hanina, by the Shivisimei Meluim itself, it also was not a must. So the Gemara here brings uh, three or four different opinions about this. So Rav Yosef so says, Smiche, sorry, I missed two words, the Gemara on the bottom, Mai Benayu. So what is the difference between these two opinions? What is it that's not Ma'akif? So the first answer is, Rav Yosef, Smiche Ke The difference between them is the, the Indian of Smiche on the Karbonus. Smiche is not something which is a must. Even if you didn't do Smiche, the carbon is machaper, as the Gemara here brings. Lamando, makolakosav ben, ma'akev ben, the opinion that says everything written 
regarding Shivasimeh Miluim is a must smicha ma'akve. So even smicha, which in later generations is not ma'akiv, but since it's written by Shivasimeh Miluim, it is a must. But the opinion that says that if it's not ma'akiv in future generations, so then it's not a must by Shivasi Melum either, smiche loy So then smiche is not going to be ma'akiv. Where do I see that smiche in future generations is not a must? Even if you bring a carbon without smiche, the kapara takes effect. So it's a price, it says it's clearly, Gemarin Zvachim, the Tanya, Vesamach, Venirza. It says in the Torah, Vesamach Yodel, Reisha Oila, Venirza Leila Chaparalov. You do smicha, and then you have the Kapara. So the price asks the question, Vichi smicha Mechaperas? The smicha is the Kapara? That's not the Kapara. Vahalayen Kapara Ela Badam? We always know that the Kapara is the spraying of the blood on the Mizbeach. Shanama, like it says, Ki Adam Huba Nefesh Yechaper. The life of the animal is in the blood, and when you sprinkle it on the Mizbeach, that's the Kapara. What does the Pasuk mean when it says that if you do smiche, that's the Kapara? So the answer is, If you considered your smicha on the carbon to be like a leftovers of a mitzvah, meaning the person did not do smiche, the person said, oh, the main thing is I'm bringing the carbon. The smicha, that's a leftover, I don't have to do that. If a person treats the smicha that way and he does not do the smicha, so maila olav akosav ki'ilu loy kippeh. The Torah considers it as if there's no kapara. Really there is a kapara because he sprinkled the blood on the mezbeach, but it's as if there's no kapara. And the Braise concludes, but v'kippeh, it's going to be mechaper. So over here you see that l'chatchile, in order to have a full kapara, Rashi uses the Lashen as a mitzvah min amufchar, to do the mitzvah properly and have the full kapara of the carbon, you have to do smicha. That's a chatchila, min But if you did not do the smicha, so then it's not ma'akiv. The kapara comes from the spraying of the blood on the mezbeach. So just like it's not ma'akiv in future generations, according to Rab Chanina, it's also not ma'akiv in the Shiva Simei Hamiluim as well. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Omar, there's another thing that we find by karbonis that are not ma'akiv, similar to the smicha. Tnufa ekebinayu. When you wave around the karbonis from right to left and all the dalad ruches ha'olam, so the tnufa of the karbonis, that's not ma'akiv. Ekebinayu, that would be the chiluk between Rab Yechen and Rab Chanina, whether it's ma'akiv and shivis ha'emiluim. Laman do'ma kolakos ben ma'akiv ben, the opinion that says everything written by shivis ha'emiluim is a must ma'akiv. So the tnufa that's written there also must be done. The opinion that says that if in future generations it's not a must, so it's not a must in Shivasimeh Milum either, so then the Tnufa that's written by Shivasimeh Milum is not a must. Where do I see that the Tnufa of Karbanes is not a must? The Tanya, so here we have the exact same thing like Smiche. So it says in the Braise, it says in the Teire, the Tnufa Lechaper Olav, that you lift up and you, you wave it around, and that's going to be Mechaper. So again, the Braise asks the question, The Tnufa is the Kapara. The Kapara is the blood that you sprinkle on the Mezbeach. When you sprinkle the blood on the Mezbeach, that's the Kapara. Why does it say that the Tnufa is the Kapara? If a person did not do the Tnufa, because he considered it to be like leftovers of a mitzvah, so then, it's as if it's not Machaper, because the mitzvah is dafke with the Tnufa. But the Kippur, 
because you sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach, it is Mechaper. So here I see that the Tnufa is only for the Mitzvim and Amufchar of the Kapara. But it's not actually Ma'akev, and therefore by the Shivasim Milum, according to this opinion, it won't be Ma'akev either. Mara brings a third opinion. Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, Prishas Shiva What we're discussing here in this Masechta regarding separating seven days, that's the difference between them. Over there, by Shivasim Milum, when it says that Aaron has to do the, has to be separated from his house seven days, that's the difference whether this is Ma'akev or not. That says everything written by Shivisim Melum is Ma'akev, Ma'akve. So the fact that Arna Kain had to remain there by the Azara where the Mishkan was put up for seven days, that's Ma'akev. That says in future generations it's not Ma'akev. So it's not Ma'akev by the Shivisim Melum either. From where do I see that in future generations the Kayan separating seven days for the Avedah of Yom Kippur is not a must? Mid the Katani, so we already brought this before, what it says in our Mishnah regarding the second Kayan Gadol that was prepared, what does it say? Maskinin. You prepare a second Kayan Gadol. But Vale Katani Mafrishin. It does not say that you separate the second Kayan Gadol for seven days. So you see that Bidiyavad, even if he didn't separate him, he can do the Avedah and the Beis Amikdash and Yom Kippur. The Gemara, though, does not bring a source from a Pasuk that it's not Ma'akev. The Gemara brings a source from the Braiser. Regarding Smicha and Tnufa, the Gemara brought a source from a Pasuk. So, but based on the Gemara later, maybe we can see the source from a Pasuk. Okay, we'll see. But here the Gemara doesn't bring a source from a Pasuk. A fourth opinion of what would not be Ma'akev, Ravina, Ravina says, Ribui Shiva, Umeshicha Shiva, Ikebinayu. What does this mean? Ribui means wearing the eight big day kuhuna. That it says that the Kayan has to put on for those seven days. Aaron Kayan had to put on for those seven days when he does the Avedah there in the base of Mikdash. That's what the Ribui means. The many begadim, the eight begadim for all seven days. And Meshicha Shiva, they took the Shemana Mishcha, the anointing oil, and they poured it on Aaron Kayan all seven days. That's what it says there in the Postic. Rashi brings there the Psukim regarding the wearing the begadim. The Torah uses the expression Milu Yodayim. Milu Yodayim refers to wearing the eight begadim. And then it says over there also, the Meshicha, the Moshcha Behem, so it also refers to all seven days, it says Meshicha. That's the distinction, Ikebinaya, that's the difference whether this is Ma'akev or not. Lamanda, the opinion that says everything written by Shivisimeh Melum is a must, so wearing the eight Begadim and the Meshicha every day is also Ma'akev. The opinion that says that in future generations this is not Ma'akev, so Loi so it's not Ma'akiv then by Shivisimeh Milum either. Where do I see that in future generations, having the, the, wearing the eight begadim and pouring the Shemana Mishcha every day of the seven days, how do I know that this is not Ma'akiv? So it says in the Braise, so this is talking about the Kayin that's going to do the Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Kippur. So it says the Kayin that will be anointed and with Vashay Yamales Yoda. Yamales Yoda means that he's going to wear the eight Big Day Kohone, so he will be a Kayin instead of his father to do the Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Kippur. Ma Talmud Loima. Why does it have to say this Pasik? This Pasik is saying here that if a Kayin passes away, so you appoint a new Kayin. And that new Kayan has to put on the eight big day kohona for all seven days to prepare before. And also he has to be anointed before. 
So why does the Torah have to say this? We know that the Kayin Gadol has to be prepared. It says already before in Parshas Achimais many, many times that the only person that could do the Aveda Yom Kippur is the Kayin Gadol, Aaron Kayin, the Kayin Gadol. So why does the Torah say this again? The answer is, Lafish and Amar, since it says in the Pasuk by the Shivas Yimei Miluim, by Parshas Tetzave, it says over there, Shivas Yomim Yilbashem Akayin Tachtov Mibonov. Seven days, he should prepare by putting on the eight, the eight big day kohone instead of his father. So it's a seven days. When you appoint a new Kayan Gadol, and according to Rashi, we're talking about appointing a new Kayan Gadol to be able to do the Aveda and Yom Kippur. So based on what it says by the Shiva Simei what does it say? For seven days, he, should, he first has to separate and wear the eight big day kohone. So Ainli, I would say, what do I see from here? Ainli, Elon is Rabba Shiva. If he, ha- he has to first wear for seven days before the Big Day Kohona, the eight, eight Big Day Kohona for seven days. And also, I would say, Vinimshach Shiva. He has to also be anointed seven days. Even though in this passage that the Gemara just quotes now, Shivas Yomim Yul it doesn't say anything about Meshicha seven days, but the Gemara will soon bring the source for this. So I, I would say that it must, it's a must that he has to have. Uh, the Meshicha seven days before, and he has to wear the Big Day Kohone seven days before. Uh, so therefore, what would happen if he wore the Big Day Kohone seven days before, but the Meshicha was not done for seven days. He was only anointed one day. Or, if he was wearing the um, Big Day Kohone only for one day before, he was anointed all seven days before. So he didn't fulfill what it says here in the Pasuk, <coughs> that he should prepare seven days and the preparation of those seven days should include wearing the eight Big Day Kohona for all those seven days and being anointed for all those seven days. So Minayin, how do I know that he could still serve as a Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur? Therefore, the Torah wrote again, the Pasuk that was quoted in the beginning here, that there was a Meshich done, and he wore the big day kahuna. What does this mean? Mekal makayim. Even for one day. This Pasuk is telling me that even though it would seem that he would have to do it all seven days, but not mekal makayim. Either Even for one day it's good enough. But now the Gemara goes back a second to explain what did we say before? That the Pasuk is telling me that the Kayan Gadol, or new Kayan Gadol that is, that's being appointed now, in order for him to be able to do the Aveda Yom Kippur, he has to wear the eight big day kahuna for seven days before, and he has to also be anointed each one of those seven days, just like it says in the Torah regarding the Shiva Simei Amiluim. So, but the Gemara asks, really, it doesn't clearly say there that the Meshicha should be done for seven days. It only says that he wears the big day kahuna for seven days. Shivas Yomim Yil So, from where do I know that also the Meshicha Lachatchila should be done for seven days? Ashkechon Ribu Shiva Lachatchila. The Lashon of the Pasuk we brought before clearly says that he should wear the Lachatchila, the big day kahuna. For seven days. From where do I see that he also has to have the anointing of these, this Shemana Mishcha for all seven days? So the Gemara brings a few answers. Either the answer is from the fact that the Torah is saying that if the Mishcha was done for only one day, it's good enough. Like it brought from the Pasuk, that just one day is good enough. So that shows you that it should be done for seven days. Just like the Big Day Kohona that he has to wear for seven days before. Another answer is the Omakra. The Pasuk says, So 
So the Torah puts the two together. The anointing of the oil and Lamalabamis Yadam, which refers to wearing the big dekohona, the Torah says them together. So Iskish Meshiche Liribui. I compare the anointing to putting on all the begadim. Ma ribui shiva, just like regarding putting on the big dekohona for a new kayim before he does his Aveda and Yom Kippur, so he has to wear them for seven days before. Af Meshiche Shiva. So too the anointing of a new kayim has to be for all seven days. But B'dyeved though, it's not Ma'akiv. So the Gemara, now the Gemara goes back to Rabbi Yechenin's opinion. Rabbi Yechenin said, everything that it says in the Torah, by the Shiva Simei Miluim, is a must. Rabbi Hanin's opinion was, that if in future generations, it's a kind of Aveda which is a must, so then it's a must on Shiva Simei Miluim as well. But if not, like we brought over here all these things, the Smiche, the Tnufe, and all different things. If in future generations it's not a must, so in Shevis Yimei it's also not a must. So now the question is, my time of the Manda Oma, Kolakosov Ben Ma'akiv. Why does Rabbi Yechenin hold that by Shevis Yimei it's different than in future generations and everything that's written there is a must? Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Bizne, the source is, because the Pasuk in Shevis Yimei says, Fasisa la'aren ulovanov, Kocha. It adds the word kocha. What does kocha mean? Kocha ikuvahu. The word kocha is telling you that it, every detail that's written here, it must be done this way. So the Gemara asks him this, <laughs> where is this Pasuk of kocha written? When the Torah says, all the karbanas that are brought in Shivisimeh and Miluim, it's repeated in the Torah twice. The first time it says it is in Parshas Tetzaveh. There the Abisha commands Moshe, what is the karbanas that are going to be brought. Then it says it a second time in Parshas Tzav. In Parshas Tzav it's written, what was actually done. So when it says this word kocha, where does it say? It says it in Parshas Tetzaveh. So the Gemara asks the question, The word kocha, which is written in Parshas Tetzaveh, so over there, all the details that are mentioned in Parshas Tetzaveh, because it says kocha, are ma'akiv. But milse, the like siva bahayin those details that are not written in Parshas Tetzaveh, and it's only written that it was done this way, in Parshas Tzav, Minolon. From where do I know that those details are going to be ma'akiv? And Ashi says that there's, that there's one halacha that the Gemara is referring to. I think it's only one thing. Um, unless Rashi is bringing it just as an example. Rashi brings, it said that in Parshas Tzav, it says that when you dress the Kainim for the Shevi Simeim and you put on the Choshen, one of the big day kohone, you have to put the Urim V'tumim, which is the Abish's holy name, inside the Choshen. In Parshas Tzav, it doesn't say that detail. It only says it in Parshas Tzav when it was actually done. So in Parshas Tzav, it doesn't say Kocha. How do you know that, that would, that's a must, that it would be Ma'akiv? Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, so Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says, is Exeidishava. Yalif, Pesach, Pesach. It says in Parshas Tetzaveh that this is done at the Pesach of the Oil Mayid, and it says in Parshas Tetzaveh that it's done at the Pesach, at the opening of the Oil Mayid. So we learn out that whatever is Ma'akiv over here is Ma'akiv here, and it's, uh, therefore everything is Ma'akiv. Rav Mesharshi Omar, Rav Mesharshi gives a different answer that it says in the Teireh, Ushmartem es Mishmeres Hashem. In Parshish Tzav, what does it say? Ushmartem, that you have to guard, you have to keep everything that it says over here. So what does this mean? Ikuva, that shows that it's Ma'akiv. Ushmartem, you must do this. A third opinion, Rav, Rav Ashi Yoma, Rav Ashi says, what does it say in Parshish Tzav? Kichain Tzuvesi. This is what I was commanded. Kichain Tzuvesi, that Lashem means, it's an extra Lashem that he's saying, Moshe Rabbein is saying that it was commanded, that it should be done this way, and therefore everything written in Parshish Tzav is Ma'akiv. 
Adi Gemara brings the same lotion of Kichain Suvesi that it says also regarding the Yoim Hashmini Lamiluim. So Tanar Abbanan, we learned in the Braisa. Over there actually on Yoim Hashmini Lamiluim, it says a few times. It says Kichain Suvesi, and then it says Kashet Sivisi, and then it says Kashet Siva Hashem. What, are, what do all these Lashonis mean? Why is Moshe saying, this is what I, com- I was commanded, this is, what I, this, this is what I told you? So the Gemara explains. Kichain suveisi, what is this referring to? Ba'aninus yechluha. He's telling Aaron and his children that they should eat from the Karbanes, even though they're oinenen. What happened? Nadav and Aviyu died. And then Aaron Akain and, bro- and, and their brothers, Nadav and Aviyu's brothers, became oinenen. What's the Allah of an oinon? An oinon is usually not allowed to eat kachim. Over here, Moshe Rabbeinu told them, No, kichain suveisi, I was commanded that as a hirah that you should eat from these karbanas, even though you're an oino. That's the first time that it says kichain suveisi. Then when it says again, kasher tzivisi, like I commanded you, b'shasmaisa amalehem. B'shasmaisa, Moshe Rabbeinu saw that the carbon of Rishchidosh, they did not eat. They burnt it, and Moshe Rabbeinu became angry at them and says, Why didn't you listen to me? Kasher tzivisi. Like I commanded you, you should eat all the karbanas. What actually happened on that day is there were three different karbanas that were brought on that, way, on that day. There was the regular karban Rishchidosh that was brought in Rishchidosh Nisan, Yom HaShemini, just like every Rishchidosh. Then there was the karban for Yom HaShemini Lamilom, the first day of the Mishkan. And then there was the karban of Nachshin that he brought. He was the first of the Nesim that brought the karban. Those were the three karbanas that we're speaking about here. So what happened? Aaron Akayin said to himself, this that Moshe Rabbeinu told me that I have to eat the karbanas today, even though I'm an Ainan, that only refers to Kotshe Shah. That only refers to the special karbanas of the day. But the karban of Rishchidosh, which is called Kotshe Deiris, the karban that's brought on every Rishchidosh, that halacha remains the same, that I'm not allowed to eat it. I'm an Ainan. And Moshe Rabbeinu disagreed with him. Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, Kashat Sivisi, I told you to eat all of them. But what was the truth? Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Asher here uses this lotion. Moshe Rabbeinu taught that uh, because really there is a distinction. When, when the Abishka said that they should eat the karbanas on that day, even though they're oinen and it only refers to the special karbanas of the time, the karbanas shah, but not the karban deiris. And that's the third time Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Kashet siva Hashem, when it says Kashet siva Hashem, he's saying that like the Abishka told me, I'm not saying this with an assumption of my own. He's referring to the special karbanas of the day that this he heard clearly from the Abishka that they should eat. And I'm not saying this, making my own comparison that it refers to other karbanas. That's what I heard befetish from the Abishta. The Gemara comes back now to another detail, some d- different details of it regarding Shiva Simei Hamiluim. What has to be done on the Shiva Simei Hamiluim? If you look there in Parshas Tetzaveh, so it talks about what has to be done in Shiva Simei Hamiluim, it says there Hamesha Rabbeinu has to dress the Kainim. But it, one, it says all the different big day kahuna are mentioned there, how he has to dress them. But with the pants, the mechnesayim are not mentioned there. So keshehu oimer, however, in the beginning of that parsha, when it says, The Torah says, The word comes right after the Pasik before where it speaks about making the mechnesayim for the, for the kainim. So vizeh means also this, connected to what it says before. From this I learn out that Moshe Rabbeinu has to dress the kainim, even the mechnesayim as well. And then the B'raith says, it also goes on Vasiris Ha'eifah. 
The Asir Sa'ifa had to be brought during the Shiva Simeon Milun. What's Asir Sa'ifa? Every time you mechana Chanukayan, he has to bring a special carbon mincha. So on the Shiva Simeon Milun, you also have to bring this carbon mincha, this Asir Sa'ifa. So the Gemara asks, Bishlaime Michnesayim. The Michnesayim, the Taka says right before about the Michnesayim. And then it says, Vizeh. From that I learn out that Ksivi binyana de begadim. There, when it says all the big dikahuna, it says the Michnesayim. El minolam. How do we know that the Asirisayfa that's always brought when you machana chanukayan had to be brought in the Shivasimeh Milohim? Says the Gemara, you're right, Taka doesn't say over here, but it's there's a Gzeda Shava. We learn out the word Zed that it says here, Zed Dovar, and the word Zed that it says when you Machana Chanukayin. Mi Vizeh, Karbin Aran Ubanavashi, Akrivu Lashem, Asir Seifa. The Pasik that it says, Zed Karbin Aran, which it says in Parshish Tzav, I believe, yeah, where the Titus speaks about being Machana Chanukayin, so therefore this has to be done on the Shiva Simeon Miluim as well. Amar Rab Yechanem, Shum Rab Shem Ben Yechoi, Minayin, Sha'af Mikre Parsha Ma'akiv. The whole parsha Tetzave, where it says about all the details of the Karbanis, Moshe Rabbeinu on the Shiva Simeon Milum had to read over, he had to say this parsha. That's also Ma'akif. Talmud Loima, Vayoyimem Moshe Ela Eida, Zeh Hadova Shetziva Hashem. So when it says Zeh Hadova Shetziva Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu had to read and tell the Yidin the parsha of the Shiva Simeon Milum of what has to be done. Afilet Dibor Ma'akif. Dibor. They had to also say the parsha to all the Yidin that they should hear what has to be done. Now the Gemara comes back to the Seder of dressing the Kainim. How exactly were the Kainim, Aaron and his two sons, dressed <coughs> on this day? Right? You had three of them. Actually, you had, this was before uh, Yom HaShemini. So you had Aaron and his four sons that Moshe Rabbeinu had to dress them on this day. So what exactly was the order of how he dressed them? All seven days? Huh? All, all seven? All seven days. Or maybe just on the first day. Chayda means all seven days. Ketzad Hilbishon. How did he dress them? Gemara, why, why are we interested in knowing how he dressed them? This is a one-time thing then for the Shivis Imam and it's something that happened then and it's not negay of any future generations. Elo, says the Gemara, Just like the Seder was to dress the Kainim then when they start their new Aveda, it's also going to be re- relevant when Mashiach comes and the Kainim are going to start doing their Aveda again. You're going to have to start from, from again to anoint the Kayin again and to dress the Kayin for the very first time. You're going to have to do this, similar to the Seder the way it was by Shiva Simeim Elohim. So how are we going to dress the Kayinim? Lo'asad Lavi. What? That's why it's Negei. Lo'asad Lavi. Says the Gemara, Lo'asad Lavi Nami. It's not relevant to, to know now what we have to do because L'Kishiyavoyu Aaron Obanov. When Aaron and his children are going to come and stand up for Tchiyas HaMesim, Umayshayman. Or the, the Bach is great. It's Moshe Rabbeinu Yavayimon and V'yayman. Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come with them and he's going to say, he's going to tell us what to do. Right. Okay, so here, the, here from, from this, this is one of the Gemaras that the Mepharsha bring a raya that the Tchiyas HaMesim of Aaron, Moshe and Aaron Ubanov is going to be earlier than the rest of the Tchiyas HaMesim of everyone else. Because there's a famous Gemara in Nida that says, according to most opinions, Mitzvah's Betelis lost the and when is, that, when is this concept of mitzvahs betelis referred to? After Tchiyas HaMesim. After Tchiyas HaMesim, there won't be any, any of Karbanis mitzvahs betelis. So the Mepharshim asks, so how, why are we saying here that we're going to have to dress them with big de kahuna? Elamai, the answer is because Moshe and Aaron Ubanov are going to get up for Tchiyas HaMesim earlier, right in the beginning of Yemais HaMashiach. And then it's going to be Negea to know how they do the Aveda, says the Gemara, but we don't have to know now. Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron will be there and we'll ask Moshe Rabbeinu and he'll tell us. So the Gemara goes back and says, you're right. Elo Ketzad Hilbishon. 
The question over here is to know how was it done then in the Midbar by the Mishkan. And why is it Negeya? It's like not Negeya to know right now, but Lemizbekroi. In order to explain the Psukim. The Psukim over there are not so clear exactly how it was done. And the Gemara will here bring the details of the Psukim in a moment, but first let's see what the Machlaikis is. So Pligiba Benei Rabchiyev and Rabyechen. The children of Rabchiyev and Rabyechen argued about how you understand the Psukim there. Chadomar, one of them says, Aaron, first Aaron Akain was fully dressed with all of the eight big dekohona. Va'achakach Bonov. And then they dressed his children. That was the Seder. And Vachad Omar, another opinion was, Arenu Bonov Bevasachas. He didn't first dress Aaron Akain with all eight big dekohona. No, Aaron and his children were dressed at the same time. Bevasachas. The Gemara is going to explain exactly now what does this mean, what does Bevasachas mean, and what exactly their machlekes is. So Omar Abayah. So Abayah said, Bixoynes Umitznefes. Regarding the Ksoynes, the, the shirt, and the mitznefes, the hat or a turban really, that uh, they put on. Kula al pligi, nobody will argue the Aaron, first Aaron was dressed, and bonov, and then his children were dressed. So Rashi here explains, when it says in the Gemara, Ksainis and mitznefes, it's not referring only to the Ksainis and the mitznefes. The Gemara brings this as an example because both the Kayin, Godel, Aaron, and the Kayin Hadith, his children, wear a Ksainis and a mitznefes. But it really refers to all the big day kohona. What the Gemara is saying is, regarding all the big day kohona, Aaron Akain was fully dressed first, and then the children were dressed afterwards. There's no machlaikis about that. What the, the, why? The bein b'tzavah, or bein basiyah, both if you look in the tzavah, what is the tzavah? The place where it was commanded to be done in Parshish Tetzaveh. And basiyah refers to Parshish Tzav, where the Torah says what actually happened. It says that Aaron Akain was first fully dressed, and then the children were dressed. So regarding what is their machlaikis? Ki pligi ba'avnet. The machlaikis over here is regarding the gartel that Aaron Akain and the children were dressed with. Here there's a machlaikis. If you look in the psukim, it's not clear. What is the argument about? One opinion that says that just like all big day kahuna, first Aaron Akain was fully dressed, and then the children, and he says the same thing as with the Avnait. Aaron Moshe Rabbeinu put him on his gartel and then finished fully dressing him. And then he came and dressed the children. So the one that says that says, why, how do I know this? Because the Pasuk in Parshish Tzav says, Aaron was dressed with the gartel first. And and then later it says separately, that the children were dressed with the gartel. So the Titus separates the two, Aaron Akayin separately and the children separately. So just like all the other big day kohona, first Aaron Akayin was fully dressed with the Avnit as well. First Aaron and then the children. But then the other man, that says that no, regarding the Avnit, Aaron and his children wore all dressed Bevasachas. How do I know this? Because when you look in Parsha Tetzaveh, what does it say there? V'chagarta oisom. It doesn't divide Adam from his children. It says v'chagarta oisom. You should put on the gartel for all of them together. In other words, what does this mean? According to this opinion, Adam Akain was first fully dressed minus the gartel. He did, Moshe Rabbeinu did not put on his gartel. Then the children were fully dressed minus the gartel. And then afterwards they put on the gartel for Adam and the children together. That's what it's mashma and parashas tetzaveh. It says v'chagarta oisam, all at the same time. Okay, but we sort of have a contradiction. In parashas tetzaveh, it's written that the gartel was dressed at the same time. And in parashas tzav, it does say that it was done separately. 
So the Gemara is going to explain both sukkim according to both opinions. According to the opinion that says that the gartel was put on for all of them at the same time. So how would they explain the psukim in Parshish Tzav? Hoksiv in Parshish Tzav it says, First Adam was dressed with the gartel. And and afterwards it says that the children were dressed with the gartel. So let's finish off this in there. So Allah will answer you, there the fact that the Torah separates Adam from his children, it's, it's teaching you something else. Hahu, what that's teaching you is, the Avnet, the Gartel of the Kohen Godel, loy zehu avnetos shakoyen hadit. It's not the same Gartel as the Kohen hadit. Why? Rashi brings here the Gartel of the Kohen Godel was unique. It was klein. It was made up of, uh, of wool and linen together. The different tcheles, uh, argomon, and then there was sheish, which is linen. It was klein. That was a big chiddush. The Gartel of the Kohen hadit was fully linen. It was not klein. So the only reason the Torah separates the two is regarding the quality of what it was made up of, not the way they were dressed. The reverse the Gemara now explains the opinion that says that Adam was dressed separately and his children were dressed separately, like it's written in Parshish Tzav. But in Parshish Tetzave it says that they're all dressed at the same time. Why does it say this? So he says the exact opposite. The Pasuk in Parshish Tetzave is teaching me that actually the Avnet of both the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Hadith were the same Avnet. Both of their Gartels were made up of uh, Kalayim. And then when the Torah writes in Parshas Tzav, separately Adon and separately his children, why is the Torah writing this? It's telling me that Adon was dressed separately with the Gartel, together with all his begotten, and the children were dressed separately with all their begotten. So it comes out from this Gemara that there's another Machlaikis here regarding the quality of the Gartel of all the Koyanim. Was it made Klayim like the Koyan Gartel or not? Now the Gemara concludes and clarifies, Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that has to dress Aaron and the children all at the same time. That's what it says here. How, do you, how does one person, how does Moshe Rabbeinu dress all of them at the same time? So the Gemara says it doesn't literally mean at the same time. What it means is, he first dressed Aaron and then the children. The only thing is, unlike all the other begotten, where you dressed Aaron Akain with all the begotten, but you skipped the gartel. You left the gartel. Then he dressed the children with all of their begotten and skipped the gartel. And then he put on the gartel for Aaron and the gartel for the children, one right after the other.